When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to India on 99.94 with me, your host, Nikesh Raghani and Sarah Waris alongside uh, of Wisdom as always. And uh, Sarah, there's there's no better place to start really this episode than the man, the myth, the legend, the king, the goat, whatever you want to call him. There's There's so many descriptions of the great Virat Kohli, but we've both got smiles on our faces. Um, we've been wanting this to happen for such a long time. And uh, I'm guessing you you had a pretty good Sunday after that, 166. <laughs> you won't believe it, but I actually ended up ordering. I was so happy, you know, just the fact that he's back in form. I ended up ordering a cake <laughs> with which said which said Kohli the goat. <laughs> so and my parents were like, "Why are you calling him like a bakra? Like you know, why is he a goat? Obviously, they." They are not into sports as much and they don't know that greatest of all time. They ate the cake, but they were like, I don't know why you're calling him like a goat. (laughs) So then I explained it to them and it was just like, yeah. Where do we start with that? Oh, my God. So you actually ordered a customized cake um, (laughs) for Virat Kohli. Obviously, he doesn't eat cake. Probably very rarely, you know, he might have a little bit of the cream on top once every three years or something. But so so you ate it in his honour, I suppose. He he couldn't eat the cake himself. You ate it in his honour. Did you do the whole Indian team thing where they sort of get a bit of it and put it all over your face and... I find that a wastage. (laughs) So if it's cake, you eat it. It's a waste of good cake. Waste of... Wow. I'm sure you probably weren't the only one. I mean, I'm sure people celebrated in all sorts of different weird and wonderful ways some people may have treated themselves out to dinner or something or may have had a you know if they drink alcohol they may have had a couple of beers to celebrate you know it, it, I'm, I'm sure there were there were many millions and millions of, of smiling faces all across India and it's not just that hundred is it sorry it's, it's not just the 166 it's the two in three matches it's the form that he's been getting into since the Asia Cup and that 100 against Afghanistan and everyone's saying, oh, it's only Afghanistan. Yeah, it's the only Afghanistan who beat Sri Lanka and, and took Pakistan to the wire, probably should have beaten Pakistan as well. So a very strong Afghanistan side when they turn up and when they decide to turn up. But that was Curly's day and that sort of kick-started everything. The T20 World Cup, he was brilliant, that innings against Pakistan. And, you know, these ODI 100s now, 46 ODI hundreds, just three off the man they used to call the GOAT, Sachin Tendulkar, probably still in a lot of people's opinions, still is. I don't like to compare across eras. Um, he was the best by, you know, far in his era or eras, I suppose. <laughs> he played for so long. And and Kohli's the greatest in this. And it's Kohli's greatest format as well, isn't it? ODIs is where, I mean, he's he's a great all-format batter, but... ODIs is where he is the absolute king and he's now showing once again why. It doesn't matter if it's Sri Lanka, doesn't matter if it was Australia, whoever he's playing against, he he just this is the form that we're so used to seeing him in 
for for the last decade yeah. or more. Yeah, it, and there was a tweet yesterday which I saw that you know hundreds are becoming boring now. For, you spoke about two in three matches. There were, he scored one against Bangladesh also. Uh, so it's three in four matches actually. So you know hundreds are becoming boring now, and that's that's Kohli, that's Kohli's era, and uh, probably more than all these stats and all is just like what. What he does to a cricket fan, uh, I've heard of tales of, you know, how Sachin uh, just united the whole country into watching cricket and he just became the god and uh, all those terms which were given to him. I started watching cricket very late and probably I needed someone who could, you know, just get me into the sport and just suck me in into this whole world of cricket. Yeah, Dhoni was there. I was a huge Tony fan, but then in Test cricket, not so much. Uh, and you j- India just needed an all-format batter like Sachin Tendulkar. There were the Dravids and the Kumbles and all, but they were better at one format, not the other. You could say that. And, you know, someone like Sachin, uh, obviously I'm not comparing. I'm just trying to make sense of how it could have been because I, I, I never watched cricket in that era. So I I needed someone like a Kohli to get me into this field and sports. And it almost coincided with, like, I started watching cricket to, uh, 2007, early 2008. And that was the time when, you know, Kohli won the under-19 World Cup. And there were news that, okay, he's Kohli and this is what he can do and all that. And then he scored 100 at Eden Gardens and... Obviously, yeah, for me, Eden Gardens, I used to go there frequently as a child. So it was even more, you know, special that, wow, his first 100 is at Eden Gardens and all that. So it's just how he got you back into the sport. Like, there were so many people who were like, I'm not going to watch cricket once Sachin Tendulkar retires because he was that kind of a figure to uh, them that you couldn't associate cricket with anyone else other than That's Sachin. me. And then That's suddenly... That's I, I, yeah. I, yeah. You know, obviously yeah. I was going to watch cricket, but there was a part of me... A part of my sort of hmm. cricketing insides, which died really when Sachin retired, and and it was emotional. and And you're right, Kohli has has filled that void for so many people. And I suppose when you look at the different eras of Indian cricket, it was, you know, the let, let's talk about the eras that so I grew up in. So there was the Saurav Ganguly captains. Let's talk about the captains, and and we're talking about Kohli, the captain and the player in this. So Saurav taught India how to fight. Right. That that was the old saying, he taught them how to fight and compete when they went abroad and you know against the bigger sides. Dhoni t- taught them how to win. And I suppose Kohli taught them how to dominate, really, particularly in test cricket, but also just as a player, just, you know, absolute domination. And look, this is I said it yesterday. This is the year of the goat, isn't it? Forget the Chinese calendar or whatever it is, you know, in our calendar here on 99.94, this is the year of the goat. And there's only one man's picture up on that calendar all 12 months of the year, we think, we hope. And it's Virat Kohli and and it looks ominous, doesn't it? And it's a World Cup year as well, even better. Yeah, okay, I'm not jinxing, but I I have a bad habit of that. But yeah, it's, it's just, you know... At this point, it's like we are we have no expectations because probably 2022, uh, 2022, that phase uh, when hundreds were just stopped and we were like, OK, is this the end? Like, who is the next all format superstar? And right now, 
looking at it do you have an all format superstar in mind oh, there will be pun but then not as uh, effective in white ball cricket you could say there's surya kumar yadav but not as effective in the other formats kl rahul yeah okay <laughs> and uh, so is there an all format superstar right uh, prithvi show was he's the heir apparent prithvi show is the heir apparent you mark my yeah. words he's just quickly i know we're talking about the sri lanka series but it's great to see him included in the upcoming T20i squad uh, for that series uh, against New Zealand. And it's about time. And I think that's going to kickstart him because he is an all-format superstar, isn't he? I mean, he scored, what, 379 the other day for Mumbai. You could say what you like about the Ranji Trophy, but, you know, that that is the record for Mumbai. You know, not not many people score over 350 in an innings. And, and he's gone and broken Sanjay Mandreka's record, which stood for... A very long time, really, since the 90s or whenever it was, the early 90s. 91, I think it was, um, when Mandrake got 377. So he, look, he got 100 on test debut. He He's the heir apparent, um, but he's not been in and around the teams of late. So, um, yeah, look, Coley's got years left in him. And I suppose one other heir apparent, certainly in ODIs and in tests, is Shubman Gill, who, you know, another 100 for him in ODI cricket. Half century in the first game, a, a solid knock in the second. He's looking the business now. And, and there was a lot of discussion, wasn't there, about should it be him? Should it be Ishan Kishan? How can you drop a guy that's got a double century in his last ODI? Kishan has played other white ball cricket since that ODI. He's played in the T20 series. He's not quite found his form there. But Shubman Gill, for what he's done over such a long period of time now, over the last couple of years in ODI cricket... I think he deserved the opportunity. Rohit explained it nicely, I thought, at the press conference before the series began when that question came up. And look, he's been proven right. Shubman Gill delivering once again. Yeah, and what was more encouraging was the fact that, you know, this management, they decided to leave Shikhar Dhawan out and give Sh- uh, Shubman Gill a longer chance. Uh, Considering how BCCI has worked in the past, how Indian cricket has worked in the past, it's always giving preference to the senior players, the experienced players, especially in a World Cup. Yeah, uh, and considering the fact that Shikhar Dhawan is Mr. ICC and all that. So that was a, a, an impressive step for me, possibly the first good selection under Chetan Sharma. I would think that, you know, a positive step was the selection of Shubman Gill over Shikhar Dhawan because realistically only one... Yeah, one was going to play. And the fact that they've backed Shik- uh, Shubman Gill, giving him the entire year to play out and then find his groove and everything. Plus the fact that he's good against spin. Yeah, he, you can say he's not experienced. He's not played an ICC event in the past. The only event he played was the 2018 uh, Under-19 World Cup. But if you can give him a longer rope, plus the uh, World Cup is at home and he, he is very good against uh, spin also. So... Uh, I'm just uh, glad that he's there. And the fact that yesterday, you know, he backed with uh, Virat Kohli while he got his 100. Virat Kohli and Shubman Gill seem to share a very close bond. We've seen on the Instagram post and all, he's talking about his watches. And he keeps asking where you got those watches from and everything. So uh, I think Shubman Gill, this is his best format. Not really keen on having him in... T20I strike rate of 119 odd or something. So, uh, but yeah, that's talk for another 
episode, but happy that he's there in the ODI setup. Yeah, Nishan Kishan, look, is is a great backup to have, right? It's a great man to have as as a backup opener in this uh, current setup. And look, he'll get his opportunity when the time comes. And uh, I'm sure it will. But at the moment, he's probably more suited to T20Is, even though he hasn't been consistently performing. But that's more his game maybe for now. And, you know, he'll get his opportunity in the 50-over format as well. And and talking of depth, another area is is the bowling. You know, the, the bowling depth now all of a sudden looks very healthy with a couple of new selections, Umran Malik and, you know, the like, and Siraj getting a consistent run in white ball cricket now. And uh, we'll discuss all that after we take a short break. Hi, I'm Mark Mjano, broadcaster and Sri Lankan cricket fan. Every week, Estelle Vazu, Devon and myself will drop several episodes of Sri Lanka on 99.94, keeping you up to date on the latest from the Sri Lankan cricketing world. If you want to know what Hasaranga is up to, where Chabri Athapattu scored her runs, or what Naroshan Dickweller has been discussing behind the stumps, then make sure to watch or listen to Sri Lanka on 99.94. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts, on YouTube and on the 99. 9.94 app. Join the Shrunken Crooked Conversation and get involved. So the bowling then, Sarah. Um, I mean, I was particularly impressed with Mohamed Siraj and not only the way he bowled, but the aggression he showed, the way he led the attack. In the absence of Jasprit Bumrah, we need a leader. Mohamed Shami is an experienced cricketer. He doesn't have the aura of a leader, though. He, he leads by example, certainly by the way he bowls, and, and he's been so consistent for so long in ODIs and, and in tests. But that real leader, you know, that that guy at the front of, you know, when you're going into battle mm. and, and the guy just giving the battle cries and, and, you know, it's like watching an Indian epic, isn't it? They're going to war. He's shouting the odds, but he doesn't. he's not just all mouth. He's, you know, he, he sort of walks the walk as well, so to speak. And, and he showed that with wickets like Coley, in the power basically. play. And yeah, exactly. Like Kohli. And, and we know about the close relationship with those two <laughs> yeah. as well. Um, it's just brilliant to see this young man just is all action, really. And, and, you know, he's not effing and blinding all the time or anything like that. He's he's just all energy. The way he runs in, the way he celebrates, just everything about him. And he's bowling brilliantly at the moment. Yeah. And second, I think it was in the second ODI where there was this poster by a young child. He was carrying this poster. I'm here for Virat Kohli and Siraj. So, you know, Harsha Bhogle was on commentary then and he just gave... It was just a wonderful anecdote where he was describing the fact that, you know, Siraj has now come up under Kohli, you could say, in RCB. And, you know, he was the one who backed him uh, in Test cricket also. So now for Siraj really looks up to Kohli. And for someone to say, I'm here for Kohli and Siraj, that must have meant the world to him. And uh, he's not only just heart, he's just, you know, he, his outswinger is back. He had a good in-swinger, but in the series, we saw his outswinger was back. With the new ball, he's very effective, I think. Uh, and what's more important, is that his economy rate is excellent as well. First ODI, I think he he was superb in the first ODI. He gave away, I don't remember the exact numbers, but very few in his first five overs. Don't really remember the numbers, but yeah, they were very good. Uh, He ended with seven overs, 30 runs, two wickets, and uh, overall ODI uh, economy is 4.28, which is brilliant. Uh, 
and strike rate is 28 which means that he's going to you know pick up a week at least couple of wickets every innings yeah you can say that uh, he's played against the weaker not weaker teams he traveled to um, new zealand and all that but you know with the B-, B team so to say you can say he played against west indies and all these other countries but then he has done well in test cricket and if he's done well at test cricket in different conditions there's no reason why ha- why he can't do well in odis also and the team really seems to love him the yesterday uh, after the press conference uh, during the press conference uh, he was asked something. He he ended with four wickets. He was asked about uh, his five wicket haul and how he missed it. So he was like, you know, the team was very desperate that I get my five wickets, and that's why Rohit Sharma even got Shreya yeah. Sayer to bowl <laughs> so that you know the batters don't give their wickets to uh, other bowlers or something. And and that's very encouraging. Even the trophy in the end, he uh, Rohit Sharma handed it to Siraj and all, and that just shows you know the kind of. Uh, energy he brings into the team how he's loved also and just one question for you if Bumrah is fit who are the I'm assuming they are going to go with three seamers for the world cup who are going to be the three seamers there's Shami, Siraj, Bumrah, Umran Malik on current form and Arshdeep is waiting in the wings so uh, who are going to be the three seamers you think? I'd probably say look if Siraj is bowling like this and Siraj performs consistently he has to play Umran Malik gives you something different. I mean, you could argue that Bumrah and Siraj are the most sort of similar in terms of styles because they come from wider the creed. I know Bumrah's a freak and he's just got, and you know, you, you can't replicate his action. But if there was anybody who's even remotely similar, it's Siraj, you know, wider the crease, angled in always, the odd one nips away, similar pace, although Bumrah's a little bit quicker. Um, you know, it's, it's, more similar kind of style of bowling, whereas Shami sort of traditional outswinger, you know, low trajectory and all that kind of stuff. Um, But I would probably say reluctantly Shami because Umran Malik gives you that point of difference, doesn't he? And, you know, watch, watch them drop Umran Malik now after I've said that. Uh, But look, Malik is, he's impressed me as well. And he's look, he's Mm. quick. We know about his pace. His consistently consistency will come if he plays consistently, and that's the key. I think they need to give him this run. They need to just keep backing him. Yeah, he's been a little bit expensive, but you know, fast bowlers generally are a little bit more expensive. But he's been picking up wickets. That's the crucial thing. It's not like he's been none for eighty or whatever off his ten overs. He's been, you know, two for seventy, which is more respectable than. You know, there's been a couple of good innings by a couple of individuals in the Sri Lankan team who have sort of almost had nothing to lose at those particular times, like the century from Dustin Chanaka in a losing cause. You know, they were going to get hammered. So he was playing so freely and decided to target a couple of the Indian bowlers and, and it came off. So, you know, on another day, that could have been three for 60. And, you know, he, it, it just played out that way, right? But he's picking up wickets. He's quick. He's going to scare the shit out of a lot of batters around the world if he gets a little bit more consistent. And I think he has to play. So, yeah, maybe Shami misses out. Mm. Um, So definitely a couple of spinners in the side in that World Cup with it being played in India. Uh, Kuldeep Yadav, I think, is, you know, he's he's nailing down his place at the moment, I think. The way he's bowling, it's it's like Kuldeep Yadav from the, the 2019 World Cup all over again, isn't it? 
and that delivery as well, that one to Barbara Azam that he bowled in that 2019 World Cup match. And then we saw a similar one yesterday as well. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, what's been impressive is just his variation in pace. I think Infan Pathan did a, a tweet about it, analysing it. And he, he put up screenshots where he said that, you know, there's just been a slight tweak in uh, his run-up angle and, you know, how he aligns his body before bowling. And that and that's making him bowl a little quicker, four to five kilometres quicker. And that's proven to be the difference, you could say. And... It was baffling that he was dropped from the test team, but I hope he gets a con- consistent run in white ball cricket again with Yuzvendra Chehel not doing that well, not impressing as much. He he didn't play the last two ODIs. Kuldeep Yadav was preferred over him. So uh, that's a good step. And uh, yeah, again, Kuldeep Yadav on current form, I would have him in my 11 in for the World Cup because Yuzvendra Chehel has had a longer rope, not been... As effective, you know, his numbers, he does well in one match and then the other match he's not as lethal, not effective. Like, batters just play him out easily. In the middle overs with Kuldeep and now Umran Malik, Umran Malik is excellent in the middle overs. So, you know, just both of them bowling in the middle overs with the option of having Hardik Pandya also coming in and Shreya Sahir now if you want. So, uh, yeah, India's bowling depth is will be good enough and hopefully the injuries stay away that that's like all my hope obviously there'll be Jadeja also who will come in hopefully so yeah the bowling depth on paper right now looks settled just interesting to see how it goes in the next 10 yeah and look in the 2011 World Cup as well they mixed it up didn't they there were certain matches where you know I know Nero struggled with injuries so he was in and out. Munaf Patel comes in, and Munaf Patel was brilliant, by the way, in that uh, World Cup. Um, just mm. couldn't score a run off him. But then the odd match, Ashwin came in, and then the odd match, he sat out. So they did mix it up based on opposition and, and conditions and things like that. So you know they they need that depth going into a World Cup like this because there you know there will be times when you know maybe all of them are needed at some point as well. Right, we'll take another short break here and off the back of it, we'll discuss uh, a little bit about what we've learnt and uh, maybe look ahead uh, to the upcoming uh, series, both the White Ball stuff and the Border Gavaska series, Squads Named. I'm Jared Kimber and I host two podcasts on 99.94. Red Inca, which is chats on trends and stories within the game with a weekly Q&A where I can be asked about anything from a time-travelling Don Bradman to which cricket ground serves the best food. And Double Century, I look at the historical stories that make cricket what it is today. You can search for either of them in your favourite podcast platform or on the 99.94 DM app. So, what have we learnt, Sarah? I'll, I'll throw something in there to start with. And we don't want to spend too much time on this, but Rohit Sharma isn't a fan of the run out of the non-striker's end when the opposition captain is on 98. Discuss. <laughs> yeah. Just bizarre. And his, you know, he defended it by saying that we want to get him out in the way we wanted to get him out, like the proper way. Yeah, he didn't. He, and he held himself like, back, though. He didn't want to say that... Yeah. That's not yeah. how I want to play cricket. And look, he there's two yeah. sides of the argument, aren't there? And he might be on the side where he doesn't consider that gentlemanly conduct or whatever and doesn't want to have his sides do that. And that's fine. But 
you know, it's it's almost like throwing Ashwin under the bus, Dipti Sharma under the bus, yeah. and anyone else. The young Pakistani girl who did it in the Under-19 World Cup yesterday. Mm-hmm. I mean, I sort of tweeted about that, and my Twitter's broken at the moment. You know, it's like notifications coming out of my ears and my nose. Obviously, the people liking my tweet and commenting, most of them are in favour, but then I replied to a colleague of mine, Atif Nawaz, who is of Pakistani mm-hmm. heritage, and he sort of said a bit of his heart breaks when this kind of thing happens. And that was the exchange really between him and I, and it was a bit tongue in cheek from mm-hmm. us having that exchange, but it's so interesting. You got some people so extremely on one side and some people, I'd say the people who are in favor of it are less extreme because they're just like, yeah, it's part of the rules, whatever, you know, what's wrong with it. The yeah. people who are against yeah. it and it's mainly people from England, by the way, which is, is staggering because it's it's almost like a colonial hang-up, isn't it, this whole spirit of cricket and stuff. And we don't want to get too far into it, but, you know, Rohit, I, I don't know, would would it have been different if Kohli was the captain or, or KL Rahul was the captain, do you think? Shami wanted it. Shami Maybe appealed. Maybe it would. And, yeah, Shami wanted it. If he didn't, then he wouldn't have, you know, he would have warned him or whatever it is. He would have told him, you know, stay in your crease like Mitchell Stark does. So something of that sort and Ashwin later on he did a video on that and he spoke about the incident and he's like again I don't remember exactly what he said but yeah something on the lines that these are the laws and if you're not teaching your players to play in the laws then basically about the spirit of cricket just being just a term and if you're not following the laws then what is the spirit of cricket so you're won't your heart break if the batter is stealing few runs? Why will why is it such an issue? If that that's fine, like batter is stealing runs, uh, stealing a few extra yards, that's fine. But if a bowler is doing that, that's wrong. I, I I again I don't get that. And for me, if you just look at it, it's just a stumping at the non-strikers end. You can just consider consider it that it's just a before the ball is bowled, almost similar and kind of thing. It's the whole warning thing, isn't and it? It's, it's, that that's yeah. the stigma. Why do you have to be? Yeah, warned? you shouldn't yeah. have to warn. You know, I, I was told. Like I'm warning you. I'm going to stump yeah, but you. I was out. told yeah, by coaches as a youngster weird. that you have yeah. to. You know, people were aware of this in junior cricket when I was playing, and you know, it's quite a high standard and everything. And the coaches would tell you that you have to warn, and we just assumed. I mean, you know, who's going to go and look up the MCC rule book, right? You just go by what you're told. Um, that we were told you have to warn. And that was just the assumption. I don't think, even think the coaches knew the exact law. They just, you know, assumed that it was the done thing. You warn them once and then you can do it. And, you know, that that's not a rule and or a law, you know, that that's not in the law book about warning. And I've done it before where I have warned a batter when I was a teenager. And then they did it again. And then I got them out and everyone was like, well, fine, you know, you warned them and stuff. So I was like, you know, this gentleman, whatever. But I, if I knew that, I could just do it without warning them. I would have just done it, right? And and it's not that I would mm. be looking to do this all the time. This was blatant, you know. And, you know, some of these things are blatant where they're literally yards down the track. They're almost run half a run before yeah. you've even arrived. And that's just taking the piss. A couple of centimetres here and there, is, you know, yeah. you could argue about that. But when it's so blatant and, you know, international hundreds are hard to come by, right? Mm. 
get it the right way. Yeah. Get it in the way that you want to. You know, you're in control of that. That's the only dismissal you're in control of as a batter. The only one. Hmm. Right? Nothing else is in your control, yeah. but that is in your control. Right? You could say, yeah, it's in your control if you get bold, but you know, good deliveries and whatever. That is fully in the batter's control. You stay in your crease, you cannot get out that way. But there you go. Yeah, and and one more thing, it's like if Ashwin and uh, Rohit are playing the test series together and Ashwin is like, okay, Steve Smith is out of his crease a hundred times, is he not going to run him out? Or, you know, so somehow it seems that there's no clarity in this sort of a thing. Obviously, Rohit Sharma, maybe because it's like, you know, I don't want to... Uh, it annoy the people the wrong way and I want to be the good guy playing cricket and all who will get into all the controversies. So he's not going to do it. And what if Ashwin is there? And Ashwin, obviously, we know his stance on this and he is going to run out the batter. So will he be forced to withdraw his appeal because the captain is not happy? And then what if the captain changes? And then uh, let's say there's Virat Kohli and Virat Kohli is in favour of this. So, you know, th- this is just going to depend on what the captain wishes and there's not going to be any uniformity going forward. Shami clearly was, he wouldn't have taken back his appeal if Rohit Sharma had not intervened. So, b- uh, there has to be some co- a form of uniformity. Even if a team doesn't do it, then why take off his bails in the first place? So, th- there has to be communication about this and... It'll be interesting to see, you know, if Ashwin would have been in Shami's place, what would he have done? He wouldn't have, if he had taken yeah. back his appeal, it would have been frustrating. Or if watch. Shanaka yeah, was on that. eight rather than 98 and yeah. it was a tight game. You know, hmm. all these things come into it, right? You can't pick and choose. You either do it or you don't do it. That's it. Hmm. Um, as a yeah. team. Um, right. We have spent a bit more time on that than we <laughs> would, but it always creates debate. I think we've kind of talked about what we've learned. We talked about the batting. We talked about the bowling. Let's talk a little bit about the squads. I mean, the, the headlines that I'm getting from this, obviously, Britley Shaw back in the T20I squad for New Zealand. Great. And we've discussed that so many times on this podcast. Wonderful to see. And hopefully he gets some game time and you know, it's a way back into the fold for him. And the other two headlines, really, is that uh, Ishan Kishan and uh, Surikumar Yadav are in the test squad for the Border Gavaska Trophy as well, which is exciting. Obviously, Rishabh Pant, look, we're hearing report, reports that he's going to be out for maybe up to 18 months um, because of the amount of rehab that he's going to have to go through. And we wish him all the best, of course, but that does leave you with that hole and they've decided to go down the Ishan Kishan route. Gaius Bharat is the other wicketkeeper, so we don't know which one's going to play, but Ishan Kishan is the more like-for-like replacement. Left-hander, powerful batter in the middle order, you know, could probably get into the side as a batter alone if he didn't keep wickets. So that's exciting. I don't think Surya Yadav is going to play, but then the other headline, I suppose, from the squads is that there's no place for Sarfraz Khan as well in the test squad. Yeah. So so those those are the big things. I mean, where do you want to start? Just Sarfraz, unfortunate for him, but then would there have been a place for him? Yeah, maybe he could have come in place of Surya Kumar Yadav. It does seem a case of mixing up formats probably. But then he, Surya Kumar does have a better first class average than um, and a list average, which is... Probably, you know, he could be better in test cricket because of the stats. I've not really seen him bat uh, in first-class cricket, so I wouldn't really be able to see. But the videos that I've seen, so he's batted 
aggressively whenever he's had the chances he was in the test squad as a standby he was there when uh, india toured uh, england in 2021 also prithvi shaw and surakumar were the two standby players so maybe he's just you know the kind of pl- maybe he'll play one game where you they just want someone to score 180 deliveries or something like you never know unfortunate for sarfaraz but his time will come just like prithvi shaw's hopefully and yeah, his maybe time will i look come. i i think he'll get his yeah. chance in the next world test championship cycle and and maybe they're just seeing yeah. this as too much of a pressure situation to bring him in but just to go through his stats though sarfaraz <coughs> in uh, what in red bull cricket since 2019 Uh, I'll go through his scores because they're so impressive and he's not mm-hmm. played obviously that much first class cricket 71 not out 36 301 226 25 78 there was a 6 which is one of just two single figure scores a 275 63 48 165 153 40 59 not out 134 45 then there was that 5 what was he doing there 126 not out 75 20 162 so <laughs> there's only like three or four failures in the in the whole thing i mean he's just a absolute run machine is there a concern that with mm. the new directives from the bcci about yo-yo tests and fitness and all that is is that a serious concern because he's not passing any yo-yo tests anytime soon Apparently he said that he passes the yo-yo test oh, really? without which he won't play in the IPL. Okay. That's what he said there was an interview of his which came out today Indian Express I think. So he said that uh, he has passed yo-yo test and that that's not an issue and he was heartbroken when he wasn't selected obviously. But then Jia yeah, just wait his chances Prithvi Shaw we've been clamoring for his inclusions for the longest time finally he gets a look in and at first glance I didn't even figure out that he's in the squad his name was second i think second last or something in the squad bcci announced another quick thing about the squads is is hardik pandya unofficially india's new t20i captain we know bcci is not going to make an official announcement because of all the we can't have mm-hmm. two skippers and all that mess which had between kohli and rohit sharma so is he india's new white ball captain uh, t20s t20 you'd think so sorry. and it be the the sensible thing to do yeah. really rohit doesn't need it you know kl isn't playing well enough to be a t20i player at the moment um so yeah he's he's the natural choice and you know the boys seem to enjoy playing under him it, you know didn't mm-hmm. go all to plan against sri lanka but they're building something and and it's exciting and i think you know the future looks pretty good under hardik pandya so so we'll We'll see how that goes. We'll see uh, if he if he carries on doing it in the long term, and uh, if he does for another few series, you've got to say that he's going to be the man to lead them into the the next World Cup. With particularly with Roy concentrating on this year's fifty over World Cup, he's not going to play much T twenty. So um, and, it, and he may never play again, mm. um, which is fine by most people. I think um, he's getting on a bit. Just concentrate on. the other formats and uh, do it that way um but we'll wait and see right i think we've discussed quite a bit on today's episode i uh, hope you've enjoyed it um of course you know we've got the new zealand series coming up we've got the border gavaskar trophy coming up i'll be out in india uh, covering that as well so excited looking forward to that the visa has come through sara you'd be pleased to know um these things can take some time mine was done within 6 days 
usually takes. Uh, uh, some of my colleagues had appointments before me. They're still waiting two weeks on. So I don't know if it's because they're Australian and I'm not um, or if that's got anything to do with it. But I've got the visa. I'm ready to go. Tickets are booked. Everything's booked. Uh, accreditation process is ongoing at the moment. That should be fine. And uh, yeah, I tell you what, if, if Coley gets 100 in the first test there, maybe Double you could buy 100. me a cake. Double 100. 100. <laughs> buy me a cake. Yeah. <laughs> with his name on it. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Right. Thank you for listening. Yeah. And we'll be back next time. Thanks for listening to India on 99.94, where we speak cricket every day. Please rate, review and subscribe wherever you enjoy your podcasts. You can download the 99.94 app and follow us on Twitter at Nikesh Rugani and at Swaris16. Never miss out. Join our 24-7 conversation on social media and follow us at 9994DM. Cricket every day, your way. Sports stars. They're like superheroes. But they're actually real. Which is why we've made a podcast about them. You see... They've all got a story. But too many of these stories were cut short. Colby Bryant. Payne Stewart. Flo jo, Phil Hughes. Justin Fashionew. We're writing episodes about all of them. And sadly, many more. Death of a Sports Star, a new series from Crowd Network.